2: in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill.
1: This current administration is doing nothing but walking into gun stores, mom and pop gun stores, going after the simple little small minor paperwork errors that people are making and trying to shut those gun stores down permanently who've been in existence for decades. And what we're doing is by bringing this lawsuit, we're saying, you know what, you need to stop that. What Congress says, Congress says this is what you're supposed to do. There are a set of laws there and they should follow those laws, not step outside those boundaries. And so we're trying to put them back in those boundaries and say this is enough. It's impossible for anyone to do what we do and not make any mistakes at all. Uh, you get people that walk into the gun store to fill out a 4473, which is the firearms transaction record. Right, there's a, a hundred ways a person can mess up this form, if not more than that. There are a hundred different inputs that you actually you actually put on the form. Even customers make mistakes uh, when it comes to their name, uh, their middle name or their first name. They reverse it on that little box that says county. They put country. That does not mean that that person's going to get handed a firearm and they're not supposed to. They're not a prohibited person. And so their license should not get revoked just for that simple little minor mistake. I'm actually getting phone calls from gun stores all around the country as far as like Oregon, as close as Houston. You're talking mom and pop gun stores. Grandparents, great-grandparents have owned this store. And all of a sudden now, ATF comes in inspect them, find a little paperwork error. Maybe they've made the same type of error because they didn't catch it themselves and they're wanting to shut them down. And this is the only way that I could help them is by filing a lawsuit, you know, kind of being uh, on the offensive instead of the defensive. I think we're assisting all the gun stores in the country in getting the ATF back into the box that need to be put back into. I'm so grateful that I was able to uh, sit down and talk with TPPF. This organization is the one organization that I thought would actually stand up for Texans and stand up for all Americans in the United States and, and fight the federal government when they're overstepping their bounds.
3: good idea no we do not
0: we are the armed attorneys today we are talking about a massive voting incident that caused uh, the residents all the private gun owners in four different counties to lose all their firearms ammunition and accessories you won't want to miss this but before we begin show your support for the second amendment by hitting that like button and today we're talking about an innovative solution question mark um, out of the state of Texas this is House Continuing Resolution number 54, notifying the federal government of the tragic loss of firearms, accessories, and ammunition of all private gun owners in Hunt, Hopkins, and Van Zandt counties, and possibly other counties, in a series of alleged boating accidents. Now, this is a, uh, we'll
3: say, innovative, right? And this is very creative. First of its
0: kind, continuing resolution out of the state of Texas, filed by Representative Brian Slayton.
3: I think this is, uh, this I, I like it. Uh, you know what? Um, it is it is very funny. <laughs> it is very funny. So we're going to read it to you and then we're going to talk about voting accidents and what to do and not to do when the government actually comes ta- knocking at your door. So here we go. Whereas the Texas legislature respectfully notifies the federal government of a series of alleged voting accidents that occurred across Hunt, Hopkins and Van Zandt and possibly other counties on January 10th, 2023, which involved all private gun owners amazing that's a lot of boats
0: that's a lot of boats
3: in these counties and thankfully allegedly resulted in no injury or loss of life and whereas due to the series of alleged boating accidents the texas legislature also wishes to notify the federal government of the alleged loss of all firearms accessories and ammunition owned by all private gun owners in the counties of hunt hopkins van zandt and possibly other counties and whereas as a result of the alleged events the texas legislature wishes to inform the federal government the current presidential administration and any future administration that any attempt to buy back confiscate or register some or all firearms accessories or ammunition from private gun owners in the counties of hunt hopkins van zandt and possibly other counties will not be possible or necessary and be it resolved and then we're restating all of these things so um Very funny, very clever. Yeah, Um, this is a massive boating incident. It is a massive boating incident. Um, all right, so I think we should talk about lying to law enforcement and we should talk about federal supremacy.
0: Yeah, I'll start with this. The boating, the boating joke, very funny, Uh, very very funny among the community. If you were to be communicating with law enforcement, let's say ATF agent comes, knocks on your door and you say, oh, they were lost in a boating accident. Do we think that's a good idea?
3: No, <laughs> we do not, um, because there are all sorts of criminal offenses for providing false or misleading information that's material to law enforcement investigation. Also, it just like we think it's funny, but a jury of random peers who is going to take this very seriously, plus the judge, plus the federal prosecutor, do they think it's funny?
0: Yeah. And the other thing that comes up, you know, it's the same thing when we have like slang for drugs. You know, if, if the police bust a guy is like, I was selling ice skates, it's like. That's meth. Like they, right. they know the they know. slang. I mean, this isn't, this isn't gonna be news to them, and they'll be able to prove up the slang through an expert or through maybe some of the agents involved have this kind of personal knowledge of the community and how things are discussed. But I would say importantly, it kind of sets if in a in a real scenario, in a real scenario, interacting with law enforcement. I mean, it does establish that maybe you're going to be dishonest, and let's say you weren't committing a crime, and then a jury, you know, they persuade a jury that you're being dishonest. I don't like it.
3: No, I don't like it. So just it is always the best policy to say nothing, but do not be dishonest. Also, let's talk about federal supremacy. Sure. Because, yes, the state of Texas, God bless you, Brian Slayton, can notify the federal government all day. um, Don't come trying to register things here. There's nothing here. There's nothing left. Um, Just like our Second Amendment sanctuaries, right? We can say you can't enforce your gun laws here all day long. Can the federal government still come investigate? enforce everything that's on the books yes yeah
0: as a powerful matter yes i mean it's the equivalent of like the un sending like a letter to someone yes yeah i mean that that doesn't mean it doesn't have full faith and force like we maybe want it to but i think it's a pretty
3: i mean it's uh it's creative the legislative session isn't always fun yeah so, you know, it's nice to have something a little fun, Break, breaks up the red flag laws and the trying to strip rights away from 18 to 20 year olds that's going to populate our next four months
0: yeah but I'm, I'm interested to see what folks have to say do y'all think this moves the ball forward do you think it's neutral do you think this hurts the movement i really am interested to see what folks have to say but we hope you enjoyed this discussion if you did consider subscribing hitting that like button and help us fight the anti-2a algorithm by sharing this video
3: and let us know in the comments whether you've lost your firearms in a boating accident until next time we're the armed attorneys
4: Peace, this is Maj Q. You're listening to Come and Talk Radio with Michael Cargill.
5: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good
1: day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so the first video you saw, uh, you heard or saw, whether you're on YouTube, was our our next big lawsuit that we filed against the ATF, the Alcohol, Tobacco, and uh, Firearms, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. And... The purpose of that lawsuit is to help out FFL dealers around the country, around the nation. So what's happening is uh, the ATF under the Biden administration has decided to go after uh, gun stores uh, and, and try to shut them down just for simple little paperwork errors that they make in the gun store. And like I said on the video there. Like when you walk into the gun store and you fill out a 4473, the firearm transaction record, and you make a mistake on that form in the gun store, if they don't catch that mistake, then the administration's using that, you know, to say, hey, you know, you're not, you're not in compliance, and they're shutting the gun stores down. They're they're going a lot further than what the law actually says, because uh, FFL, uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, really is supposed to assist gun stores. The gun store is supposed to be the database for the ATF for the law uh, for law enforcement, and so you know if we're making some type of mistake, they're supposed to come in, you know, correct us, guide us, so that way we don't make that mistake again. But instead, rather than just correct, you know, the mistake, they're actually shutting the gun stores down. And we're talking gun stores that have been in business for for years, mom and pop gun stores. Uh, these people are not trying to transfer firearms to a prohibited person. You know, it's just a simple little error. And I, and I don't know, you know, man. If we if you apply that same standard to our hospitals, uh, you you know, a hospital makes a mistake, uh, then you know what? We would lose every single hospital in this country. And and, and if you apply that same standard across the board with every, any industry that's out there, so that's why I'm saying this is crazy. They're going way above and beyond what the statute actually says. And so that's why we, you know, we're we're. I, I kind of want to be on the offensive with this stuff because we won the bump stock lawsuit against the the Department of Justice and Alcohol called tobacco and firearms. And so, what stops the ATF from walking into the gun store and starting to inspect me and finding little errors and trying to shut me down because I felt, you know, as a, you know, as as payback for uh, us winning this case. So, what I decide to do is play a little chess uh, move there and actually file a lawsuit against them, you know, in in anticipation of them doing that. And so um, I'm trying to also protect all gun stores that are out there. You know, I, and like I said in the video, I get calls from gun stores from all around this country uh, talking about some of the things that we're doing and talking about what they're facing, you know, in their state, in their city. And so this is the only way that I can help them, you know, I, by helping myself, I can help them in, in hopes that we win this lawsuit uh, against the ATF and we push this to the Supreme Court as well. All right. And then there's another one that I can't tell you about just yet uh, that we're working on right now as well. And there's a, a, another one that I can't tell you about just yet that I'm working on um, against the state of Texas because I'm going to file a lawsuit against the state of Texas. And I'm still working on that as well, trying to perfect it, because I want to make sure that the, uh, we have the correct you know, attorney, law firm that's going to handle this case because uh, we want to go after the state of Texas. So we'll see you know how this stuff plays out. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things going on. And the bump stock lawsuit, that's going to be the most important so far. And surprisingly enough, the ATF missed their deadline last week. One of two deadlines. Okay, so the the first deadline was February 27th is when the ATF had to appeal the Cargill v. Garland case to the Supreme Court, the bump stock case, Uh, and they did not appeal on February 27th. So that means that on February 28th, the Fifth Circuit released their mandate, meaning that the Fifth Circuit says, hey, uh, lower court. Here's our ruling on the Cargill v. Garland bump stock case. Carry out our wishes. Go forth and do great things. So now we go back to the lower court where they're supposed to carry out the wishes. Now, what's probably going to happen is the ATF is going to try to do some, you know, a little trial diversion here, and they're going to try to throw some things in there. But we, I have three things that I'm requesting that my attorneys um, ask the judge. To take care of for us, and I can't tell you those three things just yet. I might be able to tell you next week, but I want the I want um, my attorneys to ask for three things, and it's very very important. This is all another chess play as well, um, and so we'll see how that stuff plays out. Right now, and then like I said, next week I think I'll be able to tell you, you know, what those three things are because we should I should know by Monday or Tuesday this week. And then we'll be able to, you know, let the world know. All right. So, and then the the next thing <laughs> I want to talk about there's so many court cases that are going on, and that is the brace ban. So now there are a lot of cases that have been filed against the Department of Justice, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms for their brace ban. Uh, now these all these cases, every single one of them, are using the Cargill v. Garland case uh, as precedence as case law to say, hey, this is why you know uh, we should win this case because hey, ATF can't create a right law, and I I'm pretty sure that by April, eh, right around April the first, April Fools, whatever, uh, the beginning of April, uh, we should have a stay by some uh, by some judge uh, in the at least the Fifth Circuit area in in, in Texas some judge should come out at least by the beginning of April and grant a stay is what I'm I'm actually uh, predicting here and they're going to use the Cargill v Garland case to do that as well so we'll see what happens there so hopefully by April you'll be able to breathe a, a little relief there for a little while and then in hopes that by April the 6th or 7th the ATF would have appealed the Cargill v. Garland case to the Supreme Court and because right now yeah, they're, they're, they're contemplating. They're trying to figure it all out, how they're going to do this, you know, uh, trying to figure out what's, what's going to happen. So we're going to play a hand, and then we'll see, you know, what hand they have, and then we'll play another hand. So, and I'm pretty, you know, there are only so many options out there, and so we know all the different options. Uh, so I just, I guess they're just waiting to see if we're aware of the different options that are out there. So we'll see. It's all a game. And so the goal is to get this case to the Supreme Court, the Cargill v. Garland case, so that it can be legal presence for all 50 states of the United States, not just Texas, Louisiana, or Mississippi. And so currently, right now, only in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, ATF cannot create law, and bump stocks are now being sold in Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi.
6: All right. Now, wow, that's a lot a lot of stuff going on there. So much stuff. <laughs> That's why you're tuning in to come and talk us, so you can figure it all out. <laughs>
1: that's right. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot happening uh, around the country, and there's so much I want to talk to you guys about today. I know we're gonna probably gonna run out of time here. Um, there's so many great things, in that boating accident, that video from the armed attorneys. That's a that's the the Texas U.S. law shield attorneys. Uh, the uh, the armed attorneys. <laughs> there's a uh, an elected official that decided to uh, sponsor a bill before the Texas legislature. Uh, that basically says that in his county and a couple of different other counties uh, that he represents, that their firearms were in, you know, involved in a boating accident. And so and – the, the, <laughs> and the way the attorneys explain this is you can't lie to law enforcement. You, you can't lie to a judge. So it's best you not answer that question at all, you can't just go out there and say, hey, yeah, you know, my guns were in a, in, a, in a boating accident. If ATF comes a-knocking at your door. Uh, you can get in big trouble and prosecuted for lying to law enforcement. So don't ever do that. Uh, But, you know, this is to me, this is all smoke and mirrors uh, and they're playing games. Ha ha ha. It's funny that an elected official has a a funny bill that says, hey, in my counties here, uh, we are all of our guns were involved in a boating accident. Ha ha ha. That's funny. Well, to me, it's not funny. You know, this is not a game here. Because the the federal government they're moving, and unless we get some cover from our elected officials, we're only thing only recourse we have is in the court system so I don't I don't have faith in elected officials here in Texas they're playing they play too many games uh, Texas Republicans are in control of the governor's house Texas Republicans are in control of the House Texas Republicans are in control of the Senate. They can get whatever pass they want to pass you know they're without a doubt without a question they can jam it down the legislature, and get it passed and send it to the governor's desk. The governor will sign it and it becomes law. But they're playing games with us when it comes to a lot of different issues. Instead of ha-ha-ha coming up with a boating accident bill, how about you do this? How about you sponsor a frickin' bill that says, hey, you know what? The federal government, federal agencies within the federal government, when they create a rule, we're not going to adhere to that rule unless it's signed by Congress. So that way we can shield, you can shield the people of Texas from uh, ATF creating a rule to ban something to say it's something that you own is banned and you have to get it registered and all that stuff Instead, instead provide some cover and sponsor a bill like that. And said, you're not going to use our law enforcement. You're not going to use our jails. We're we're not going to use you're not going to use any of our resources at all to enforce your rule unless Congress creates a law. Congress passes it. It goes to the president is signed and then it becomes law. Then we would adhere to that but not anything else that's just come, that comes down from an agency within that federal government. So don't play games with me. Don't play games with the citizens of Texas. Ha ha ha, your boating accident bill is funny, but it's a joke. Let's get real here. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
5: Hi, this is Stephen for the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill.
1: All right. So like I was telling our our people in the, in the live stream there during the break, we have a new sponsor in a specific office automation books. So they're the ones that provide our security cameras and uh, they provide you know, a lot of things for your business and specific auto- office automation uh, because Central Texas Gunworks is the only gun store in Texas that has had that has had several break-in attempts and no break-ins because we use a very sophisticated camera system uh, that records very long periods of time, videos that you know are unlimited storage of video that we can qu- record and keep, and it's all about security, making sure that our guns don't wind up in the hands of the criminals, and so we're the only gun stores that had several break-in attempts and. No break-ins. No guns were stolen or taken. All right. So, specific automation. One of our new sponsors. So, definitely check them out. Specific automation. All right. So, I want to talk about uh, teenage criminals in the USA. Teenage criminals. So, man, man, man. Let me tell you. Um, there's an there was an armed hijacker, armed child carjacker uh squills and just man i don't, i don't know i don't know what's going on around the country um with parenting and kids it's you know whether it's two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, whatever it is uh in the morning, and I, how do you know as parents that your kids are not in the home um and 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 and, and whenever someone shoots one of these monsters. What happens is the parents get on the TV and say, you know, little Johnny, little Billy, you know, Jaquan was a great person. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Why did you have to shoot Jaquan, Johnny or Billy? And I I get sick of hearing that. If you as parents are not going to make sure that you're keeping your kids inside the home and being parents, you know, like you're supposed to be, then I don't feel sorry for you when – uh, Jacob, John, Jaquan get shot because they broke into someone's house or tried to rob someone. Uh, uh, like the Takadia, the restaurant in Houston, the, the mother gets on, you know, and gives a sobbing story about you know the son because of whatever reasons. It doesn't matter. You walk into a store, you rob people. Uh, into a restaurant, you rob them, and then a, a, a person who has a concealed handgun stands up and shoots you and stops you and sends you to Jesus, that's what happens when you play games. The more you FO, you know, you're gonna find out. All right? so um, so we have a, a group of teenagers, uh, uh, ages 11 to 14 uh, are just rampantly committing crimes and they tried to carjack the wrong person. And so they're 11 to 14 years old and this guy picks up this teenager, and slams him to the ground and he just screams for dear life and i wonder if we can if we play that video we can actually hear the audio of him screaming there's no profanity but listen to this that's what happens with your kid if we have to deal with your children because you as parents cannot deal with them, we're not going to care about your kids. We're going to send them right on up, up to the Lord and let the Lord handle this like it should be done because today's Sunday and I'm all about praising the Lord and passing the ammunition. So we're going to send them to Jesus and let Jesus sort it out because you as parents can't sort it out. So we're going to do it for you and we're not going to feel sorry because your child a teenager, you know, acts like a big person and wants to rob someone, break into someone's house, break into their car, steal something from someone. So we're going to handle it, and, and it's time for law-abiding citizens to start shooting back because here we are, once again, in Texas, Austin, Texas, and we're 300 police officers short uh, um we're having police officers, more police officers retired. So we're going to be even more short. People are on hold on the 911 system for almost 30 minutes trying to get, you know, a police officer uh, to assist them. And then once they do get picked, the phone gets picked up by the 911 dispatcher after 30 minutes, uh, the police officer probably will not even show up because there's not enough officers to respond to all the calls. So, you know what? You know, I'm. Changing my mindset. They're forcing me in this town to change the mindset. You need to arm yourself and start shooting back is what needs to happen. And send these people straight to Jesus and let the Lord sort it out for them. Because the parents can't sort it out. The parents are not being parents. So we're going to have to take care of it for them. Also, I want to talk about Florida. Fighting to become a constitutional carry state. Man, my hat goes off to Florida. That's my home state, where I was born, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. But Florida, uh, they're trying to be, uh, they're trying to become a constitutional carry state. Uh, so Florida gun owners, they're not fooled by watered down carry bill. Uh, so they say only three states fully prohibit the open carry of firearms by citizens, um, and I bet you'd be surprised to hear Florida is among them. You know, we thought you know, and it was funny because Florida and Georgia is always in the tie for who can actually create the craziest, you know, pro-gun laws. Uh, But, you know, once they had the shooting at Stoneman Douglas, Florida kind of backed off a little bit. And so now they seem to be getting their footing and seem to become, they want to become a constitutional carry state. So Governor DeSantis is trying to make this his last ditch effort before he runs for president. He wants Florida to become a constitutional carry state. So he can have this, you know, in his belt loop. They say, hey, this is what I did for Texas. I'm mean, for Florida. This is what I did for Florida. I became we became a constitutional carry state. So gun owners, uh, you know, maybe they're seeing right through this. I don't know, because they're upset about the type of bill that the governor's trying to pass. Uh they're saying that this is a watered-down bill, and it's not really a constitutional carry bill. So, um, What someone is saying this. uh, Who is this? This is uh, one of the uh, gun owners there in Florida. He says, on the other hand, it does go a long way in restoring the rights of our residents and visitors alike to carry arms in public for self-defense without a permit. On the other hand, the bill falls short of every constitutional carry law in the country by quietly omitting the right to carry openly. So our leaders are trying to appease one side and fool the other. And to reemphasize, this bill will keep us in very liberal company. And so
6: – Yeah, that's not a constitutional carry bill.
1: Yeah. You you ready, you ready it, to it?
6: – Well, I mean, like that's – I mean, just looking at that, I mean, that's not a constitutional carry bill because you don't have open carry apart. Correct. What they're trying to do, which I like and well, I, I actually would rather do, is conceal carry. It's a permitless conceal carry bill.
1: Right. So that's what they're trying to do, pass a permitless yeah. concealed carry bill. Yes. And yes. they don't want they don't want to open carry. They don't want to see the gun in Florida. Right. So he's trying to – he's playing games there. Governor Sanchez time trying to fool you, and he wants to run for president. Is that the per- – I don't know. Is that the person you want to run for president? Don't know. And I, you know I've, who, I've lo- who I've lost my faith in? Who? Senator John Cornyn. I kind of lost my faith in him now. I lost my faith in him a long time ago. Yeah, well, I tried to hang in there, and, you know, he came out and – he actually came out and said that uh, this past week that he's in support of the bump stock ban. You know, so this oh, is our man. Yeah, this is our senior senator for Texas.
6: Texas Republicans for you.
1: That's right. John Cornyn said he's in support of the bump stock ban. And so even today, and this is 2023. So now nah, I, I got to lose. And now it's time to primary him. Time to get him out. So uh, we need to find a candidate. Uh, who can you know? We need to build this person up right now. Identify someone uh, and push this person to. We need. It's time to primary uh, Senator John Cornyn, for sure.
6: really is. A lot of people have tried to in the past, but they've I never think- really gotten a, a, that foothold. And this is this is a huge issue. You're coming out against bump stocks in Texas, um, and especially after you've already legalized. it. You already got this this court case passed where they're. They're reintroducing it in Texas. It's like a slap in the face. It is. It's absolutely that. And so Texas Texans need to come out. Texas Republicans need to come out against this guy. And we do need to find someone that is, you know, but yeah, it's even better than Ted Cruz. I mean, if we could get someone better than that or on that same echelon, that'd be a lot better than John Cornyn. I mean, mm-hmm. John Cornyn has been someone that has been on Texas Republicans' nerves for years. It's time primary him. Time to get him out.
1: Time to let him go. Thank you. You've done a great job so far, uh, but it's time for us to move on. We need to find somebody, someone Listen,
6: else. Don't let the door hit you on the way out.
1: Don't let the doorknob hit you with a good Lord splitch is what I like to say. <laughs> 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 All right. So and just like Florida, you know, uh, Florida, uh, the Republicans uh, supposed to be the party of the champions in the Second Amendment, but, and they hold a supermajority in Florida, but they're pulling this wool over the eyes of the Floridians there saying, hey, we're going to pass a constitutional carry bill, it really is not a constitutional
6: carry bill. You know, they they do this all the time in various different states. It's it this is an interesting one cuz usually most states will say let's do open carry first and then do concealed carry. Yeah. This is an interesting one. Maybe if it, maybe it's because of their past with Stoneman Douglas why they would say let's do concealed carry first and then maybe start working on open carry.
1: Yeah, we're going to we're going to reach out. I'm going to reach out to uh Gun Owners of America there in Florida and we're going to we need to get the inside scoop of what's going on. So we're going to reach out and get them on the show and, and kind of break this down for you because we I need more detail what's going on there in Florida. Maybe we need to drive to Florida, go to was it Tallahassee, Jacksonville, Tallahassee, and uh, see what's going on.
6: Well, there. constitutional carry is one of the things that Texans did lead on over Floridians, so this is something. Constitutional that, carry, yeah. campus carry,
1: mm-hmm. you know, this we, is
6: something we do actually do have a have a we uh, have, stronghold in in Texas. Yeah, we actually we came out swinging. And so they,
1: they can't come any, anywhere close to us now, I think. I think we're doing great. I think we, yeah, we should be a lot. We should be above Florida when it comes to one of the pros second in the states. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. And Georgia's in the news again. Uh, so we come back from the break. when I to try to talk about the Georgia gun laws way on Atlanta's bid to host a 2024 Democratic Convention. <laughs> they're saying, hey, because of the Georgia gun laws, ah, maybe we don't want to go to Atlanta. That's not the truth. The reason they don't want to go to Atlanta is because the crime is so bad they're trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> they don't think you're stupid. They know you're stupid. <laughs> it's not because of the gun laws. It's because the crime is so bad in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, they figure they're going to get robbed or you know killed while they're trying to do their convention downtown hot Atlanta. Yeah, we're going to talk about that and more we come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It this is Coley on Noir and you're listening
5: to Come and Talk it with Michael Cardell
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
1: All right, so Georgia, Georgia gun laws are weighing in on Atlanta's bid to host a 2024 Democratic Convention. So, the battle between Chicago and Atlanta over hosting the 2024 Democratic Convention is heating up with a new claim from Illinois that Georgia's lenient open carry gun laws, already an issue in several public events in Atlanta, could make security a nightmare. Hmm. And security wouldn't be a nightmare in Chicago? Are you crazy? I wouldn't have an event in Chicago. Are they out there, mind? That's Chicago. Man, we might get shot trying to get to our vehicle. Uh, at, least, at least you could shoot back when you have constitutional carry. You can at least shoot back in Atlanta, but you can't in Chicago. Yeah. Right, I know. Uh, with the decision possibly weeks away, officials involved uh, agree that Atlanta and Chicago now appear to lead New York, the third of the finalists still under consideration. Now, union officials have for weeks pressed President Biden and the Democratic National Committee to pick the more union-friendly city. Chicago has 45 unionized hotels, while Atlanta just has two. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But recent events have brought a new argument. Georgia's lenient gun laws could make it extremely difficult to keep firearms away from the delegates. The Enough. S- Enough. Enough. The Secret Service is likely to declare the convention a national security special event. People, listen: this is smoke and mirrors. If we can have a uh, the president uh, come to Texas and do an event in Texas a big, uh, with Texas gun laws, I don't think we have a
6: problem with Georgia. That yeah. is a big statement. What kind of BS is this? <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense. Yeah, tr- Trump has had tons of rallies in Texas, Georgia, all these places, and they act like. They're going to have it in a building, some facility of some sort. You can say that, okay, you can't come into this facility with firearms. I mean, like,
2: <laughs>
6: they're too scared that their security team can't make sure that happens mm. because of the the likelihood of someone carrying one in because they don't know the laws or that is that is such a ridiculous statement. <laughs> so the Secret Service is likely
1: to declare the convention a national security special event. And supersede state ordinances with its own rules inside a fortified perimeter. But in hotels,
6: and what's wrong with that?
1: By the way, but about,
6: yeah, it's a, that's the solution, right? Yeah. I mean, would you not want the Secret Service to do that in general? Gonna, and, no matter where your president is, they're
1: going to do that regardless. Yeah, you know, you're not going to be able to come anywhere close. You're not going to be able to see the president go from a building to his vehicle. That's post Reagan. You know, you just don't see that right. anymore. So. Pfft, The Secret Service is going to do that regardless. Uh, But in hotels, along bus routes and meetings and parties far from the core convention sites, guns could find their way. And security consultants are warning, especially if Georgia's Republican governor, Brian Kemp, holds to his pro-gun views and refuses to intervene. And it just creates a tense environment, according to Charles Ramsey, who has once led police forces in Washington, Philadelphia, and now does security consulting. Uh, To me, it's an issue. Well, you know what? Do your job, security. Uh, if if Atlanta wasn't such a bad crime scene <laughs> all around the town, uh, then people wouldn't you know wouldn't have to do that. Georgia Democrats have scoffed at the pitch. The state fair arena, which would be one of main sites of the convention, should Atlanta win the bid, has protocols in place that prohibit carrying a firearm, despite gun laws that uh, that allow weapons into most public spaces. So, seems like you can't carry a gun in the
6: convention. Center, so I don't know what the problem is. It's just, it's just the left eating themselves. You're not a blue enough state. You're, you're too red. You have too good gun laws (laughs) to be a Democrat. We're scared.
1: (laughs) Oh man. So there's another carjacking, a Texas carjacking here. Suspect pulled a gun on a mother in front of her children and led police on a chase. So this carjacking suspect in Texas. Uh, the incident happened in Fort Worth around about 3.30 p.m. on February the 10th in an apartment community. Uh, and the Fort Worth Police Department was the police department that, you know, chased this guy. The mother was taking her children out of a car when the male suspect approached and held her at gunpoint. Now, the suspect demanded the car, but one of the woman's children was still in the back seat, according to the authorities. Now, the woman pleaded with the suspect to let her remove the child before he allegedly stole her car. And police said the suspect let the mother take the child out of the car before speeding away in the vehicle. Now, police located the stolen vehicle minutes later and began a pursuit. However, the suspect eluded officers and abandoned the vehicle in another apartment complex. And the police released a surveillance video of the suspect running out of the stolen car in the uh, complex's parking lot there. Uh, So just it's more and more what we're seeing all around the country here, Um, and yeah, violent crime is actually increasing. Uh, You, it's you know, especially I'm I'm looking at spring break is coming up, and I'm curious, you know, how Austin's going to handle spring break in South by Southwest uh, with this officer shortage. So this is going to be we're going to step into spring break in South by Southwest with. So many few officers compared to last year. Uh, so it's going to be exciting on how they handle things. If all it takes is one major incident on, in North Austin or downtown somewhere, and then you can just commit crimes all in South Austin and don't have to worry about police responding.
6: Well, I mean, you and I were speaking about this before we came in about literally a, a couple of weeks ago. We were saying that the officers were some officers were considering going on strike. You said that they retired. And then you saw this huge uh, was race racing takeover. Right. Right. It so, happened just been like that next weekend. N- yeah, exactly. Literally the next week after we said it on the show. And so this is this is going to be a test. Do th- have they learned from that mistake where literally they took over the freaking city? north side, south side downtown well, if, or if, well if it
1: happens in, in in an area where you have million you know two million dollars or a million dollar homes, then they'll
6: solve the problem, probably, yeah, but the thing <laughs> is are fixed. are they going to learn from their mistake there right. going into these events, or is it going to be a learning experience for the troublemakers mm. to say, oh, well, they did it, we can do it too, right ah we'll see, I don't know that's a good one there. Stay tuned next season in Austin. <laughs>
1: Oh man. Um man, we you know this weekend I had a really nice experience with a lot of young people that are getting their license to carry handgun, you know that? Really? Uh yeah, it was a, a lot of I I ran into quite a few 18, 19, 20-year-olds that are getting their license now.
6: That's amazing, man.
1: It really is. It really is and they were just very had questions, they're asking questions, very attentive in class and Learning, learning the gun laws, and shocked by some of the laws, of course. And I'm, but
6: I'm glad they're they're attending course, they're attending the class, and 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 getting this information. I tell you what, any young people that are listening, if you think getting your license or getting training is whack, it is some of the best things you could possibly do, especially for Michael Cargill. I mean, I cannot tell you how many situations that I've seen that I've observed. Uh, since getting my license and it's like you can react one way or or another and if you know what you're doing if you know how to react in a situation if you get that training you're gonna be super cool calm collective you're gonna know what you're doing and likely avoid getting to any conflict Mm. and that's what we need to be focused on yeah because it's man so many people they want to get a firearm so they can know what to do in a conflict, well, they likely will try to escalate if they don't have that training. Right. You want to de-escalate. You do not want to get into a conflict.
1: That's why I like to show some of the videos that we show and then get the classroom's response to the video. Exactly. And I will let people say some of the craziest things. Yeah. You know, shoot the tires out, shoot the engine block, you know, (laughs) disable the vehicle by
6: shooting at it. You know? well, and that's 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 a huge part of the trade, just literally like watching <laughs> some of those videos and reacting and saying, how would you react if if this happened to you? Right.
1: <laughs> and That's why, like uh, in Arizona, you have that rancher um, who's in trouble for doing just that. You know, you, you. Yes, you can exercise your right to protect yourself. You can carry a firearm. Yes. But you need to know what the laws are in your state, because if you don't. You're gonna be in trouble when you use that gun because how much that bullet gonna cost you? I always like to ask the class that. That's a twenty thousand dollar bullet because it's gonna cost you twenty grand to go to, you know, to get this case to a grand jury, you know, trial or whatever, uh, and just to prove that you were justified in doing what you did. You're looking at spending twenty
6: grand. Tell you what, that's a huge deterrent for you to want to brandish and pull pull that trigger. I mean that's a huge deterrent if you think about it like that. And a lot of people don't think about it like that. They don't know those those facts. Yeah, so yeah, we come back. We'll talk about this rancher. He's a Arizona
1: rancher who killed a uh, I don't know, what do, how do you say it? Was it illegal immigrant? Um, I know the people get upset with terms. I don't care about you getting upset with the things that I say. Illegal immigrant that's what you know, that's what they are. Uh, you can't shoot trespassers. I don't care if they're illegal or illegal or what. You can't just shoot trespassers in most states, including Texas. I don't know what the law is in Arizona because I don't live in Arizona. I live in Texas, but you cannot shoot trespassers. So if your ranch is on the border in Texas and someone crosses over, you just can't shoot someone because they're on your property. Uh, they have to be doing a little more. They have to be either it has to be nighttime and they're committing cruel mischief. Or it can be in the daytime, and they're trying to either break into your house, break into your car, trying to kill you. You know, daytime or nighttime, you can use force, a daily force to stop them. But it's got to be a little more than just committing criminal trespass. You know, I don't care if you have a gate, you have a wall that surrounds your property. I don't care if someone's in your front yard, in your backyard. We're talking on the property. We're not talking about in the home. I'm talking in the front yard or backyard. Uh, on your ranch, you know, on your property, just the mere fact of them being there, you cannot shoot them. You can't point a gun at them. You can't even threaten to shoot them. You can't say, I'm going to blow your head off. You can't say that. Because if you do, you can be charged with aggravated assault or deadly conduct by doing that. So, no. Learn what the laws are. Come to a class. Take a course. And stop listening to people, uh, some of these people on social media who actually argue with me uh, <laughs> about these things. Why would you argue with someone who, someone who wins court cases? Yeah, this isn't a Hollywood movie, guys. <laughs> It is hilarious. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
5: Folks, this is Doug Man jones And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All
1: right. So, yeah, c Designs and Arms. Give me a call. 512-643-5483 is our call-in number. You got something you want to talk about? You want something you want to get off your chest? Let me know. Just don't use profanity. Uh, our call-in number is 512-643-5483. Give me a call. You know, tell me, what do you think about this boating accident that um, – one of our elected officials here in Texas is talking about, and you were we were talking about that boating accident. And you're looking into the bill there. Uh, give me, you know, give me some more insight on in what this bill says.
6: <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, everyone's focusing on the joke, which again, you know, like in, in Texas, it's hard to get anything done with Texas Republicans. So I don't necessarily blame Slayton. I really, actually, I like the guy, I know the guy, but. Um, I wish we were getting to the, to the meat of what this bill says, and I wish it was just a clean bill. What the bill says, if you look into it, is due to the boating accident, right, due to, the, due to the joke, right, due to the boating accident, we as Texas would like to nullify all federal laws when it comes to firearms, accessories, anything else, right? And this is what we should be doing. Conservatives, Republicans, individualists across this country should be nullifying federal laws when it comes to everything right not just guns but anything and everything so that way we can take the power back at the state level but when it comes to guns i mean that's the, one of the best things that we can do just declare ourselves sanctuary for the second amendment and say we're just going to nullify and not recognize any of these gun laws coming from the federal government right
1: yeah um and the, they're in control you know they control the house they control the senate um and so they control and uh, the uh you know the governor's mansion here in Texas, so they can get done what whatever they want to get done. Uh, there's no limit, you know. They and even in Florida, the same way. Uh,
6: but these Republicans, they don't want to, right. you know. Like even even some of the good ones, like Slayton is a good one, one of the few. But even the good ones, they can't get anything done because their colleagues don't want to step up and actually take a stance for the Second Amendment. Right. It was. I, it took decades for us to get constitutional carry passed.
1: I was told this week, you know, that there's no appetite. You know, for any any gun pro-gun legislation at all in this session because of the uh, the school shooting. So they're they're not looking at passing any pro-gun legislation at all Uh, because there's some things uh, there's some cleanup stuff that I'm trying to get fixed
6: um, in the Texas law. Well, let me tell you a little dirty little secret, Michael. A lot of some of these some of these pro-gun organizations once they don't want the laws to get passed because once they pass these laws, like constitutional carry is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Now that constitutional carry is passed, you, we've saw some some shootings, whatnot. They don't have any appetite to pass anything else because they've already passed constitutional carry. Some of these orgs, they don't care about passing a clean constitutional carry bill. They're fine. With totally, totally fine with that Florida bill we were talking about earlier. They're totally fine with passing a watered down constitutional carry bill, so that way they can go back a year, two years from now, depending on your state, and, and change they can, one thing here, and one change, thing here. Exactly. They can keep fundraising, they can keep their jobs, and they can keep on working on this issue that they don't really care about passing. They just want to get incremental support so they can keep their money flowing. Right. <laughs> so you have to be really, you have to be really critical about some of these groups that you're giving your money to yeah, yeah. It, it's
1: and we you know we saw this uh, with um, even the NRA NRA um, back when the bump stock ban happened under the Trump administration by the way and that was a Republican president, Republican Senate Republican House <laughs> just so you know <laughs> who you know who opened the door for the ATF to walk into your home and start confiscating parts gun parts it uh, started on the Republican leadership and now you know look at what they're doing on a democratic leadership. So they're the blame for this because it's starting on their watch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I like to, you know, I slap everybody around. I don't care what party you are in, you know, because <laughs> if you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, and, and if you're coming after you come after my gun parts, you come after my my firearms, my job is to put my foot on your throat. And that's what we're gonna do. I don't care if you're Republican, I don't care if you're a Democrat, I don't care if you're a libertarian, I don't care if you're the Green Party. Uh, if you're coming cause to me and, and we were, you sent me this, you tagged me in this John Stewart piece.
6: Yeah. You know, tell us what I'm that sure was about. everybody knows what this is about. So yeah, the John Stewart piece. Uh, essentially, they brought in a state senator from Oklahoma. I don't know I if we can even find Nathan that and Dom. they
1: play that. Right. John Stewart. It was but on We man, how can you find that? John it's, Stewart. It's what's the name of the show? To, what's the name it, of the show? It's called the It shouldn't be hard to find. It's on the, Apple TV. What's the name, of the, show? name, the name show. of the show? Let me see. Yeah. So John Stewart. yeah, cuz he has this
6: his this show now. Um literally if you just Nathan Dom, John Stewart's first thing that pops up on YouTube. What's what's the guy's name? Um, it's the problem with John Stewart. 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 And okay. this is this is like this. this I and he, really. And he's talking
1: because he's talking talking with a a state representative or state senator. State senator
6: of Oklahoma. State senator of Oklahoma. And the guy's name is Nathan Dom. Nathan Dom. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. And so, look, this this show is this terrible anyways. Like, I mean, I I grew up on The Daily Show and actually appreciating some of the stuff that Jon Stewart would bring in. He'd talk about Republican Representative Ron Paul. Uh He was one of the only persons that would actually do it when Republicans wouldn't do it. Right. And 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 Rand Paul and many others. But now if you look at this new program on Apple TV, I believe it Uh is, he literally brings in Republicans. He cuts up these interviews. He asks them some of the dumbest questions and then frames it as if. You know, they answered it in a stupid way.
5: Mm,
6: And so, I mean, I would say, you know, I I think there's a clear reason why he wouldn't talk to someone like Michael Cargill Mm -hmm. because you'd rip him to shreds. But honestly, who knows? He might cut up your interview and try to make you look like a fool, too, because that's that is what this whole show is all about. It's not about trying to get to a nuanced conversation and understanding people trying to find a solution. I wonder if he
1: had part of that clip. Yeah, let's listen, let's listen to a little bit of this and see how this interview goes. And I'll make some comments on the other end.
4: I'm a strong proponent of the Second Amendment. Uh-huh.
1: I believe the right to keep and
4: bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh-huh. That's the one right that's listed in the Constitution that uses that very specific shall affirmative language, you know, shall not be well, infringed. it's also the
7: one right that uses the,
4: the phrase well-regulated. Correct, when it's talking about the militia and the state. By uh, the way, just
7: for clarity's sake, yeah. I'm not against the Second Amendment. I'm not again, I don't want to ban guns, but you're saying more guns makes us more safe. Yes. So when we got 400 million guns in the country, we had an increase and gun deaths went up. So when exactly does this curve hit
4: that takes it down? Would a billion guns do it? Let's just run those numbers, you know, 400 million, Uh 50,000. You're talking about a less than a fraction of not even a percent, of a hundredth of a percent. But it goes up, not down. So your argument is backwards. But if you want, okay, so so let's, let's come up with a solution. Okay, so one of the issues, a contributing factor, again, I, I believe it's the individual that is the problem. So your solution to that is give them more guns. So I'm saying that because people are the problem, we need to look at the problems that those people are facing and how do we address it. But you've removed the ability for the state to do that. No, because because you're... If uh, you don't have
7: background checks mm -hmm. and you don't have registration and permitting, how do you know who has a problem in terms of the people who you're giving a gun to? Do you want to talk about the background checks first or do you want to talk about solutions first? I want to talk about What you're doing is you're bringing chaos to order. That's your subjective opinion, that it's bringing chaos to order. It's not my subjective opinion. We have 50,000 gun-related deaths. That's not a subjective opinion. Okay, so... That's dead people. Let me me back up for a second. In every other place in your life, you want to bring order, but guns are the outlier for you. So let's start with immigration. You want registration, maybe a wall, maybe not a wall. Why do you want that? Well, one
4: of the reasons is because of the fentanyl crisis. Right. Right. Okay, but... And you don't know when it's coming across. So what do you do... But the fentanyl crisis is twice what the gun death crisis is. Okay,
7: so So, until the gun crisis gets to the fentanyl level... Not until it. You don't want to bring
4: order. No, not until it. But, but if do you see my talk, point? If we're going to talk about protecting lives, that's a larger issue in uh-huh. America yes. than guns is. If we're talking about individual lives yes. of ways that they can be protected, loss of life in America, there's loss of life through fentanyl. There's loss of life through obesity. The obesity crisis in America mm-hmm. costs six times the number of lives as guns. Right, and, and so, you're the guy saying, you know what would help this ice cream, <laughs> no? So, you know what would help the problem that we're facing with firearms? What? The fatherlessness crisis that we have in America. If you look at the statistics... Right, yeah, they're 80, dying from gun deaths. Eighty yeah. percent of school shooters uh-huh. either came from a broken or fatherless home.
7: Uh-huh. So you, you would say no
4: guns for fatherless homes? No, that's not what I would say. Oh. I would say that fathers need to be more engaged... Great, uh, so let's... ...crime let a firearm if they don't have a father in the home. Let's put more
7: resources into areas that are poverty-stricken. All for it.
4: and into fatherlessness and that's something that we're, but we're
7: doing but why in with guns are you against bringing order? I'm not against bringing order you are. you're also making it less safe for cops and for people. when the police go to a domestic call it's the most dangerous call they can go on. Mm-hmm. In your world, if they knew that there were firearms in the house, that's a safer call.
4: Is that what you're saying? No because police because why? because police treat every situation as a, pota- a potential But issue. more guns makes us safer.
7: So why don't, when the police go to a house filled with guns, why don't they breathe a sigh of relief, knowing that this Second Amendment that shall not be infringed is being exercised so fruitfully
6: That's the entire point.
4: in this home? Are you familiar with the 39-year-old woman in New Jersey? I'm familiar with a ton of anecdotes. I'm asking you a simple question. This is not an anecdote, When the police go to a house... She had a restraining order on her ex-boyfriend.
1: We'll catch this on on, on the other side after the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
0: Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chad Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All
1: right, so we're, we're listening to the Jon Stewart um, interview. What's the name of that show again? It's called The Problem. The Problem. Okay. It is a problem. It, it is a problem. It is the problem with Jon Stewart.
6: <laughs> here's the problem with Jon Stewart. Here's their right?
1: problem right here, folks. I'm telling you now. All right, so let's, let's go back into this. Let's listen to a little bit more.
7: I know we Hundreds and hundreds of examples of women killed by their domestic partners by guns that were not taken away through uh, uh, the lessening of red flag laws. You're pivoting but to denies. anecdotes. No, this is not anecdotes. What the police say. If we had gun registration, if we were able to track purchases, if we are, they have a technology that every bullet would be stamped with an individual, like a fingerprint. If we had an ATF that wasn't defunded, we would be able to enforce gun laws more effectively, and
4: we would be able to solve gun crimes more effectively. You're against all of that. Because the person is the threat, not the firearm, not the knife. I get it. The person, the individual, is the one that is the concern here. But you don't want anything that could
7: help law enforcement or society determine whether or not a person is a good guy with a gun, or a bad guy with a gun.
4: Most the even The registry law
7: would allow you to have much more effective background checks. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why you won't just admit that you are making it harder for police to manage the streets by allowing all of these guns to go out without permits, without checks, and without background stuff.
4: Back why is bloom. that hard? Why Ron can't Stewart? you just stand by that? 'Cause that's not what I'm doing. I'm defending the individual's right to keep and bear arms. That's a different argument. Okay, well, you we may keep
7: do try... here's here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You wanna say I'm a second amendment purist and I'm making it safer. You're not. You're making it more chaotic. And that's not a matter of opinion.
4: That's the truth. That is a matter of opinion, John. But why take away
7: their tools?
4: Because certain of their tools that they're using would be infringements upon the people's right to keep and bear arms, upon their constitutional rights, upon due process, so upon other things.
7: that registering is an infringement? Yes. Okay. Is voting a right? It's a right for
4: citizens, yes. Do you have to do anything to do it? Yes. What do you have to do? It depends on the state. What do you have to do? Sometimes you have to. Be, you have to be at least 18 years old. What do you have to do? And Keep in going. some places, you have to uh-huh. f- f- have a government-issued ID. What do you have to? You have to. You have to be on the voter rolls. Register. You have to register. <laughs>
1: you gotta admit that was good. So you
4: that you have was registered.
7: We're right. Is that an infringement?
4: Shall not right be infringed. Shall not be infringed.
7: Oh, so this is just. A shall not argument. be infringed. No, I believe voting rights can be infringed because it doesn't say specifically it shall yes. not be infringed. I mean, Is yeah. it an
4: infringement upon a 7 year olds right to Technically. vote, since they don't Technically, have yes. the right yeah. to vote? No. I mean, you can you we delay,
7: infringement you can on that? We don't really. like
1: it. Change, uh, change the Constitution.
7: Because you're, you're the one making the argument, not me. I'm saying even rights have responsibilities, and that within those responsibilities responsibilities, are responsibilities yes. and order, otherwise it's chaotic. I'll go you one further. You want to ban drag show readings to children. To my house, Why? yes. Why?
4: Why, why, what are you protecting? Why can we prohibit children from voting? Those under 18 from voting. Why are you banning? That?
7: Is is that free speech? Are you infringing on
4: that performer's free speech? They can continue to exercise their free speech, just not in front of a child. Why? Because the government does have a responsibility to protect. I'm sorry. The government does have a responsibility uh-huh. in certain instances. What's to the children. leading cause of death amongst children in this
7: country? And I'm going to give you a hint. It's not drag show readings to children. He walked into yes. that one. He did. So what is it? I'm presuming you're going to say it's firearms. No, I'm not going to say it like it's an opinion. (laughs) That's what it is. It's firearms. More than cancer, more than car accidents. And what you're telling me is you don't mind infringing free speech to protect children from this amorphous thing that you think of. But when it comes to stop... All
1: right. Yeah, that's that's the end of
6: that. All right, so man, that's a lot there. A lot to dissect there. I mean, he kept on going like that's that's. I mean, if you see what I was saying during the break, what he was doing was he's framing this argument chaos versus order, and Nathan walked right into it. Nathan yeah. should have made his own argument rather than following John's circular logic, and and and. Maybe maybe, maybe my my logic's a little off here, but he's talking about kids. What Mm -hmm. are we going to do with kids? We regulate kids more? I mean, they can't buy firearms, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe do something with the schools, right? But all all that Stewart wants to do is say, get registered. Make sure that you know who the difference is between a good guy and a gun and a bad guy. You have
1: to listen to someone when they say, you know, I don't want to ban guns, you know, but, but, listen to that, but. And then they, they, they use the term universal background checks. Just think about that. You know, think about that. Universal background checks. That's very dangerous, and I'm going to tell you why. So we just had a court case in Texas where some teenagers took the state of Texas to court for their right to carry a gun in Texas. So now, as a result of that case, uh, because they won, 18-, 19-, 20-year-olds can constitutional carry, and they can get their license. But here's the problem. State law has not changed. There's currently no bill to fix the law because the law still says that, you know, you have to be 21, you know, to constitutionally carry. So some police departments are saying, guess what? We don't care what this court case says. Dallas police departments come out and said this. Some smaller police departments in the in the in the in the state have come out and said this. We don't care what this court case says. If an 18, 19, 20 year old does something, uh, we reserve the right to arrest them. And guess what? We will arrest them, put them in jail, and then guess what? They're gonna have to hire an attorney, uh, bail out of jail, and they're looking at spending 10 grand to get that case dropped or dismissed, quoting this case here in December. That you know took place. If they don't have a license. Right. right. That's, this is without a license. Yeah. Now DPS has released a letter to say, hey, to all law enforcement agencies that that guess what? They're issuing licenses to carry handgun to 18, 19, 20-year-olds. They're issuing a license to them, and so they have to follow that. So they, they acknowledge the license, but they don't have to acknowledge the constitutional carry aspects of it. And they're choosing not to do that. So it's a trap. You know, if you know, if I was a black teenager, 18, 19, 20, there's no way in the world I would carry a gun in, in this state at all. Without
6: I would go ahead and get the license. Yeah, get a license.
1: Exactly. So – when when they say universal background checks take a listen to this well guess in order for you to purchase a gun from a gun store you have to be t- uh, i'm sorry a handgun let me correct that to purchase a handgun from a gun store you have to be 21 years of age or up got to be 21 to purchase that handgun all right so now that that you can at 18 19 20 years old you can get your life carry handgun. You can carry the handgun. You still cannot purchase that handgun from a gun store until you turn 21. So the only way you can get that gun is a private sale as a gift. If you pass universal background checks, that means that all sales and transfer of firearms have to be done in a gun store. That would mean that gun stores got to be 21. So that would take the ability for 18, 19, 20 years old to not to even be able to get their hands on the gun. They can have a license, but you they won't what, be able to get the gun you know because they pass universal background checks.
6: And You know what this is going to do? It's going to force these people and average people, not just kids, but especially kids, to go in the black market. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, especially, especially how it is now. If, they, if, if you're an 18-, 19-year-old and you could go buy a gun in a gun store, that is a lot better because they're going to give you some sort of background check. Correct. It's a lot better than saying, well, if you're 18-, 19-years-old, you have to have someone else buy the gun for you. And and gun stores are
1: governed by the federal government, so they have to follow federal law. So that's why the handgun um, transfer is 21 years of age. Right. So, long guns, rifles, or shotguns is eighteen. You can buy AR fifteen from a gun store at eighteen, but for a handgun, got to be twenty one.
6: Right, but if you cut off access to this, this Mm -hmm. is this is almost like the war on drugs in many ways. Mm -hmm. People are going to go to the black market. Correct. Yes. I mean, you and I've already talked. I don't really want. I think you might have said it on air, but I don't. I don't want to say how. But many kids in Austin are getting their hands on guns Mm -hmm. in crazy ways. That is correct. And it's not because someone's giving it to them. It's not because someone's buying it from a gun store. It's not because any of that. Right. It's, It's. it's crazy just how these kids are, are doing this, and it's all done on the black market.
1: And so John Stewart, wants to, he wants to create more laws. And whenever you create more gun laws, who do these gun laws affect? Anybody?
6: Legal gun owners.
1: They're going to affect the black and brown community because those are the people that are actually locked up in prison. You're right. When you look at the numbers. And so the more gun laws you create— the more black and brown people are going to – police are going to use this as a tool to lock up more black and brown people, and that's what's going to happen.
6: So, And when you see a gun, it's going to make you want to shoot them. <laughs> I mean – yeah, I mean that's the other thing about Jon Stewart's logic is he's over here sounding more like a right-winger than a left-winger. Like he's like, oh, well, the, the cops – got to make sure the cops – it's like you want the cops to be comfortable walking into someone's house. Putting their putting their hand on their gun and being able to use it. No, I think individuals should be armed so that way these cops are less likely to pull their firearm, less likely to escalate this.
1: Right.
6: Yeah. Ah, So you know that's that you know that's my take on
1: all that stuff. And it's very dangerous when you're you let these people talk about these universal background checks. You you let you know why would I? People ask me you know why do you lean to the conservative, uh, to Republicans? You know. I, the re- I, I lean that way because I don't like the other side, you know. I don't like the the other party, the Democrat Party, because they're the party that want to let's see, um, uh, enslave. You know, get, can't forget history. Uh, they're the party that wants you to abort your children and try to convince you to abort your kids. Uh, so, man, with all you know, they're the party that want to disarm you. They don't want you to have access to firearms. So why would I join a party that is trying to annihilate my entire race? And that's how I look at it. I I call it like I see it. Don't don't call me. Don't text me. Don't email me. That's exactly what I said. I said what I said.
6: Where's the mic when you need to drop it?
1: (laughs) And that's the bottom line. So that's why I'm not part of the Democratic Party. They're trying to annihilate an entire race of people. They want you to abort your kids, disarm you. This is insane. No thank you. Have a nice day. You're dismissed. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk